do that. <laughs> Here Don't we go. That. All right. Monday, April the 25th, 2022. The Monday evening wildcard with Winfrey. He's located in Sedona, Arizona. We are still waiting for him and Terry Brown to show up. And then we'll see what's going to happen during this hour. And right after this one hour show, the wild card, we go over. This is February 23rd. And that will be our daily whole planet healing conference call. And PBS will also broadcast that show on this same station. So you are invited to hang in there after the first hour. During Whole Planet Healing, we pay attention to worldly issues, particularly the earthquakes and volcanoes that we send as a bit of group consciousness, calming energies. And we also have some information that we received through a reading of an excerpt of panel material. And we have been and Terry speak their minds for a few minutes. And we open the microphones at one point where you have the opportunity to put personal issues into the love light. And in the final part, when does his global visualization where he pays attention to issues that we want to send our energies for the highest and greatest outcome of circumstances. And as always, you are all welcome. At this point, we wait for more people to show up here on this conference call. And uh, we also wait for Wayne and Terry to be here. And I thank you all for listening in. And we appreciate you, BBS for broadcasting our work. As we do on BBS, we do a total of, let's see, one, two, three, four, five conference calls live on BBS. So two of the whole Planet Healing calls are on BBS. Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Please say the name location. It's Wynn in Sedona. Welcome, Wynn. Oh, my God. I'm here early. Huh? Hello, Wynn. Hi, Judy. Hi. It's 6 o'clock. Welcome to the next caller. Please say the name and location. Hi, hi. It's Jeannie in Citrus Welcome, Jeannie. Thank you. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. It's Bonnie in California. Good evening, Bonnie. Hi. All right. Are we are we on BBS? Yes, we are. Hello, everybody on BBS. Welcome to the next caller. Please say name and location. Hello, it's Gretchen from Mesa, Arizona. Hi, Gretchen. Welcome. Hello, Gretchen. Hello. Gretchen? Yes, it's Gretchen. Aren't you Julia's sister? 
Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants God, to that, know? That, 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 was the, that was the sexiest maybe I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> you be careful or you're going to get yourself in trouble. That's <laughs> funny. I need I need yep. her number because she was missing a, a stone on her pendant, and uh, oh, I had to make sure. Can, can you just email me her number? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. She should be on yeah. the call tonight as well. Okay. So all right. Yeah, I'll watch her. Okay, cool. I'll watch cool. her. Cool. Yeah, I know she okay. was hoping to get for that get that crystal back. So yeah. Terry's ask, asking me for it. So. Okay. Oh, well, good. She'll be happy to know that that's getting ready to go out to her. All right. The things are off. And uh, anytime you're ready, you in. Really? We should start this early? No. All right. It's, it's, I'm sorry. That's all right. I I'm going to do a replay. The title of the replay has something to do with um, miracles. Um, Everybody likes miracles. So it's from 2015. And hang on a second. We're not recording yet. You let me know when, okay? Yeah. Muted. We can start. All right. Here we go. It is um, April 25th. The recording has started. (laughs) This is April 25th, 2022. And this is our Monday night. It's a wild card night. I call it a wild card because... Sometimes we have a group discussion. Sometimes we play a previous channeling. And very rarely we might do a channeling on a Monday night. We usually have our channelings on Sunday and Wednesday. And this is a replay that I'm going to do. And we have some replays that are just better than anything I could do right at this moment because we have covered so much amazing material. What is it about our work that intrigues people? Why do they keep coming back? We have been communicating in this process called channeling was a conglomerate of two group souls that they, if you believe what they say, they're as high in the universe as you can get. And one of them says they created the universe. And I agree, that's hard to believe. It took me about, <laughs> I'm still believing it. But I do believe it. When you hear them answering the questions, and they're very non-presumptuous, they're very loving, and because they created the universe, they can flow into their creation 
at any point when they're called on. So sometimes they thought of as God, but they're not really God in the way we think of God traditionally. But here we go. This is from March 2nd, 2015, and hopefully this will work. This is Winfrey and Terry Brown in Sedona on March 2nd, 2015. And this is our Monday night call. And we announced that we were going to do a session tonight with the Elohim. Our Monday night calls are all different. In fact, all our calls are all different, but the format changes. It's kind of like... um, just depends. It just keeps it interesting. It keeps me interested. And this has been, I think, one of the most amazing series on our Mondays. Now, we don't do it every Monday, but we're doing it tonight, where we actually talk to this intelligence through Terry Brown and... They say they created the universe. And it took me about three years to be inclined to believe they were who they said they were, because why should you believe a voice that talks to you? I mean, could be something negative. I knew it wasn't Terry. Too many um, too many um, accurate things were coming through that couldn't possibly have been Terry. And so, just for those of you that have not been following the series, if you want to go back and listen, there's about six calls in the Spirit Channel, and if you just do a search on how the Elohim created the universe, you'll find it. But just to bring everyone up to date, um, originally... There was one awareness, which they refer to as the one infinite creator. But it didn't think of itself as God. It just was aware. And it existed. And I imagine it was discovering its potential. And are you on the line now, Terry? Yeah, I I got on for me. (laughs) Okay, okay. Do you want to stay here for this? You can stay here if you want. It's up to you. It's okay. I'll go into the Okay. And so it got boring being the only awareness in all existence. Some of you, if you're lonely ever, you know it can be what loneliness feels like. So this original awareness could create parts of itself, subdivisions, and gave the subdivisions free will. And they still knew they were connected to the first source, but they could make independent decisions. And um, after a while, there were millions of them. And of course, there was no physical universe. There were no bodies, there was no galaxies, and there was a, just a semblance of time, the idea of time. 
Because for existence and awareness to exist, there has to be time because some being has to remember um, who they were. Uh, that's Terry. Thank you, noise. Hang on. Um, they, a being has to remember who they were before and who they become after, and that's continuity. Without that, there's not really existence. So the one that's in the creator had awareness, and there had to be some idea of time. So now we have these millions of subdivisions, which are the intelligence, they say, that communicates to us, and they identify themselves by the name Elohim. And they had the ability to remember there's no very little in the way of persistence. You know, we're used to having persistence in the physical universe. In other words, if you pick it, uh, a glass up and move it on the table, it moves to a new location and stays there. Uh, this physical universe we're in seems to be stable in a certain way because it has persistence. Things keep existing. But when there were no bodies and no physical universe, things would be kind of... Uh, I don't know exactly. Maybe they, you know, they were aware of each other. They loved each other. They could communicate in some in some way with each other. And then they learned that by the projection of frequencies, which they called spinningness, and they would do it as a team, where the energies would come together, would create a node. And that would become the beginning of a location in space-time, i.e. the universe. And so it was kind of experimental at first, and it kept growing, and, we, and there were beings that came to play, and there was the development of DNA, and DNA was like, the microcosm in everything to the macrocosm, which was the universe. And before there was a universe, there were no possessions. There was no nothing to have power over. There was only a bunch of beings enjoying themselves. With the introduction of possessions, beings started to separate themselves from each other. And they started to feel like they could get the edge on each other. And there was the idea of slavery or having humans under the power of other humans because in this realm with a body, it's, things are more comfortable in one way of looking at it when everyone takes care of you, everyone does everything for you. And so that led to entrapment 
And some Elohim souls came into the universe and took bodies and ended up not remembering they were Elohim or not um, following their original intent. And certain groups of these Elohim souls, and this is oversimplified, um, decided that they wanted to control this universe. And they didn't want any feedback from the higher realms. And biblically, they're called the fallen angels. But again, they were here, and they were enjoying the power and the money and um, the sex and all the benefits that I suppose they're benefits that being in a physical body has. And um, and here we are. Uh, the, the celestial Elohim watches all of this, and they can move into the space of this created universe. Because they created it, it would be like, a computer program where the developer of the program knows how the back door to get into the program and do anything. And so they could move into the space. And on our calls, many times people experience their energy. And I can feel them moving in right now. If you notice, when I said that, there's something, some of you may have felt it. There was a shift, a perceptual shift. Something felt slightly different, feels slightly expanded. If I stop talking, there's not a pregnant pause. The energy is still there. And over the time I've been doing this, it took me a long time to believe that that was them. But there's this energy in the space, and then we have conversations with them through Terry, and they explain how it works. And because they can, the universe is a multidimensional hologram, and we are at the most dense part of the universe. I believe. Maybe there's more dense, but we're pretty dense. And in our realm, things are fairly frozen. As you get in higher realms, things get more fluid. And if some of you have had synchronicities, that's an example of your consciousness moving into a higher realm where more fluidness started to happen at the higher realm that downloaded into this realm as perhaps something that looked like a miracle. And so um, they want to be available. They have the ability to assist us in many ways, but they have a prerequisite of not violating free will. Their idea was to create a universe that would be a kind of 
biosphere where everything would evolve of its own nature and that they did not want us to do their will. Um, This is a different view of how things work than many people are accustomed to. But they did not want us to do their will. Um, But they did not want us to hurt each other. But they wouldn't stop us if we did because it was part of our evolution. And the evolution of a human has to do with DNA activation. That we we have 12 strands of DNA. And if you're feeling energy right at this moment, then at this moment, there's a certain DNA activation taking place. And that is part of what evolves us. Now, in most people's cases, they can't hold this energy, particularly the first time they experience it. But if you keep coming back to it, you start to hold it, and it starts to shift your life, potentially shift your life, and you become at the center of your creation. In, in, in the largest way of looking at things, we are all creators. We all have part of all that is inside of us. Right now, all that is, the one infinite creator is inside of us. But we have separated ourselves on planet Earth to where we don't usually feel it. And the more people that can be creators and can become co-creators with our, each other and with, with the Elohim, with the rock group, they are available. And their, their criteria to participate in co-creation is, the, is honoring free will and for the highest good of all concerned. In other words, they can help cause miraculous things to occur. They can cause you to meet somebody. And I won't even say they're causing it. You're causing it. And they're part of the energy because the principal uh, idea is what they call the law of one. The law of one means we're all one being. And the universe is one being. And we are subdivisions of that one being. And it's just like your body is made up of billions of cells. The universe is made up of billions and billions of souls and planets. And it's all part of the same energy. And when you experience that, one, when you have that experience of being part of all that is, being a subset of all that is, and so is everyone else, you can't help 
but have the quality of compassion because you see everybody as being part of you. You can't act it out. And it's something to attain to. And part of the thrust of our cause is to help in every which way possible because it's a whole new way of looking at life. And um, we do three calls a week. We have people on the calls getting to know each other and feeling a sense of community and camaraderie. We have something, and I should mention it, um, a reading club where people come together on conference calls and they read excerpts of our materials because within our materials, we have loads and loads and loads of information, conversations with these sources. And every time they communicate with us, there is an energy present that becomes a reference point. And they've said, as you study us, we study you. And um, with that note, with that introduction, I'm going to do an invocation. And, and you know, Terry is a channel. And what I've learned initially, I didn't know why they were talking to me. I hope if you haven't read my book, the Creator God book, you good idea to read it because half the book again is their messages, and as you read their messages, it's not about believing something. I tell people, please don't believe any of this. Just be open to the possibility and expose yourself to it, because it's very rare that. This is being done in the physical, in a public way. And um, and everyone should get their own experience on some level that we are really doing this. Not because I say so. Not because I say they're the Elohim. Not because I say they created the universe. Not because I say they're positive very important to use your own discernment. And we, we got a thousand of our calls at the spiritchannel.net and all of them are different. All of them have different angles. And some of the calls just talk about the human side of things and the challenges that we have to go through being in a physical body. And some of them are really cosmic, talking about celestial information that, to my knowledge, has never been in this realm before. So, uh, Terry, are you there? Let me just see if your mic's on. I'm here. Can you hear me? I hear you loud and clear. Wonderful. And, uh, are, you, are you feel You're not ready, right? No, I'm never ready, because I don't know what they're going to say. And uh, so there's no way to prepare. So I just have to get out of the way. <laughs> okay. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted 
for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. And we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. And anything not of that nature must leave now. Do we have our sources present? I'd like to give an introduction to us. Yes, we are present. We are here. And we expand into the area of the earth. So we are available in all sections. And we are on the airwaves, so to speak. We do not come over the radio or over the telephone. We come directly to each and every person that wishes to connect with us. The voice comes over the radio and over the telephone. We are delighted to be with you. Do you have questions? Yes. The the topic tonight is the reoccurring topic of the creation of the universe. And it seems to me that there's something rather important in comprehending this. Because, in a sense, each of us has is our own center of our universe. And each of us, at the right level of evolution, can actually create in our universe beyond our wildest, perhaps, imagination. And is that kind of true, that potential? Uh, there is very great potential for creation, for fulfillment, uh, for completion, for connection. There is unlimited abundance available that can be brought through by individuals. And when they think that maybe they have reached their end of creativity and achieved fulfillment in an area, there is always another area then that can be opened up and looked at and creativity started in another area. When the universe was created and it is being created moment by moment. Uh, also, it was 
a chance goes for God, but we are not God. We do not consider ourselves God. But there was a chance for God and each individual to know themselves and travels within the densities are one excellent way for one to get to know oneself. So we are part of the individuals traveling through densities, correct? That is correct. Yes. And and as I understand it, we have an energy that is connected to all that is inside of us, but most of us don't experience that. And that is correct. Many... It is so intrinsically connected and a part of one that they often do not even realize its existence. And also, almost all of us have had many lifetimes where that part of us that's connected to all that is keeps having different experiences in this realm. And um, we don't remember it, but we add it to our um, soul memory, so to speak. Our physical memory doesn't remember it, but it's in our soul memory. Why is it that it's designed so we can't remember any of that? Well, one can remember. It is all written in the Akashic Records and in the library. It is all written in detail there for one to read. If they should go to the other side and go to the library. And one does not remember when they come in to the their density because they are part and parcel of the veil that becomes their transport vehicle for propelling them through the third density. And this vehicle is made of the elements of the third density, the minerals and the elements, the connections that are all drawn up within the matrix of the body. And as they take on the body, they then focus heavily upon the body and their own memory of their past generally fades. When they are very small, they can remember more easily, oftentimes, the parents say, oh, that was just a dream, or that was just something you're making up. But if the parents really listen, they can get a sense of what the baby was doing before it came into the realm to be with them. 
And since, but since we have a soul that's connected to all it is, how does the interface between our soul and our physical awareness work? And was it designed this way, or did it evolve this way? It evolved this way. It seemed to the geneticists that this was the best way. They tried to make the best kind of a body that would serve experiences, say, in the third density in the Earth realm. and there are particular requirements for bodies within the Earth sphere in that there are many bacteria and many other factors that one uses even to make the body work properly, like the beneficial bacteria in the God. So the person in the density makes use of many of the factors here and as part and parcel of his her life. The connection to the all that is is more than a connection. It is the all that is. So one cannot disconnect, although one can seem separated, unique, isolated, stagnant, alone. One is never alone. When a human thinks or plans or intends, okay, let me go back. The Elohim described spinningness and how the very first stages of creation were a result of the spinningness of our frequencies projected by the Elohim. Is that accurate? Spinning brings a focus into the all that is, the awareness, the intelligence that is there. It brings it into specific focus. It isolates it into a consciousness that is able to be aware because it has been so focused. Now, when a a human then is a product of spinningness, our bodies are made up of spinningness. We have many spinningnesses, many spinningnesses. It's made up of the spinningness within the atoms within the molecules, uh, within the chakra systems, the chakras are spinning. And it is a way of merging and connecting with the mediums of uh, intelligence that run 
even connecting stars and planets. It's, now, when it... Go ahead, excuse me. Yep, go ahead. I was going to say, when a human is thinking, intending, is a human creating their own levels of spinningness while they're doing that? They are bringing into focus within their mind a manifestation that is not solid, but it is a manifestation and can show as a vision, as a picture, as a thin representative of what it is that they are mocking up within their own mind. Mm -hmm. With regard to spinningness, since spinningness relates to frequency, like how many spins per second, and time is constantly changing, different dimensions of different timelines. Can, can spinningness be measured in some way? Is there a way, like, for example, if the Elohim is creating spinningness, and then it's moving and creating a new timeline, then the spinningness would have a different frequency than at the timeline of the Elohim. And does that, does that make sense? The spinningness determines the timeline. And as Elohim, what we have created in the spinning and then the outcropping of the spinningness based upon the spinningness, say, that's created in the galaxies and the sub-spinningnesses and the spin-offs. And it is all a byproduct and has a different timelines. Our timeline, our time goes very fast and much more happens in the same period of time than happens in your timeline. Therefore, it seems slow to us to visit your timeline. Mm-hmm. One no. of the reasons for the uh, slowness is in the manifest density to density, it takes more time for everything to get in line in the spinning order to have everything come into manifestation. It is more work to get everything spinning at the uh, same speed to make a creation, and therefore things are slower as a result of being in the third density. So when you're on this call and people feel an energy on the call, does that mean your spinningness is connecting to the resonant frequency of the person who's feeling the spinningness or feeling the connection? 
Yes. And sometimes they will experience the call much to happen in what seems like a very short time. It mm-hmm. is because they're connected with our energy. So the time moves very fast. Right? Yes. It moves faster. Mm-hmm. It moves faster depending upon the person. Mm-hmm. And when, when somebody has a miracle, a miracle or a healing or something that happens, is that because you can move your spinningness into their body where there's a block and help release the block? Yes. One of the things that happens, if an injury has been recent, very recent, it is easier to change the spinningness and to control the pain and to manage the injury. If the injury has been there for quite a long time, it is set in its ways and it is harder to change. Mm-hmm. So we have about two minutes left for the call. Could, could we take a moment and just ask to experience that spinningness, that energy, each person on the call who would individually like to experience that? Um, is there anything they should do to be receptive to it, if that's okay with you? Just if it's okay with them to be open to it, we are putting out the pink, loving, love light energy, and it is there. It is our way of expressing love, and the pinkness is created by the intersection of your own frequency with our frequency. It creates a color of pink, which we look at or feel or sense as love light. Um, we are there individually with each and every one of you that wishes to be touched by this or to feel or experience this. And we do not generalize because each one has your own experience. So take a moment, everybody, and just feel the energies if you want to, if you want to be open to it. And see if you can feel a loving wave pass through your body. Everyone experiences it a little differently because we have our own receptors. So on that note, um, would you like to say anything before we before we leave tonight? We leave you with that energy, the potential for connection. And if you wish to re-experience, you may go back and listen to the replay. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Terry, for being make, making yourself available for these communications. Thank you, 
Highs for greeting everybody and thank all of you for sharing this experience with us. And um, I suggest if you're feeling the energy, stay with it for a while. And um, don't run off and distract your mind. Get comfortable with it because it's always there. And as you allow yourself to experience it, you're evolving your own DNA in my experience of everything. So I'm going to unmute everybody. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks, to you all. Thanks, Lynn. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Thanks Rush. Thank you, Thank you all. Be well. Thank you. Okay. This is Wind, and this is Wind Live. And that was one of the early sessions on how the Elohim created the universe. And you have about eight minutes. I think I'll just open everybody up. Unmuted. And uh, anyone have any comments about that? You know, it's amazing how consistent they are. Like when they're describing the intersection of their energy with uh, the individual's energy producing light. That's one of the ways that manifestation happens. And way back when the this call was, uh, they were expressing that, and they've expressed that consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, every every time I hear one of those calls, I get something more out of it. And... Um, If you can imagine, everything in the universe is spinning. The planets are spinning. The Earth is rotating. The galaxies are spinning, are rotating around each other. And as they spin, they're all co-creating with each other in a rather grand way that we can't see from our own physical bodies. And when we go into our own physical bodies and everything is spinning, we have atoms, we have molecules, we have electrons and protons spinning around the the atoms. And it's it's like it's a symphony, you know. I remember a song I wrote uh, a long time ago, and somehow I was intuitively in touch with this idea 
in some of my lyrics. And it was not from my conscious mind. And I looked at the song and I said, how did I write that? It was called, Everything You Touch Becomes a Part of You. When we come on these calls, we're all spinning energies. And our, we, we come on and our spinning energies touch each other and cause what I call a group energy to form. And you can feel it. Now, it doesn't feel like it's spinning, but you can feel the energy of it. When I used to do astrology charts, uh, you know, I started out as a physics major, and Jillian, who was my first girlfriend in college, was into into all of these things. And uh, I thought she was a nut until I started doing charts. And I started becoming sensitive to other people's signs. And I started guessing people's signs. And then sometimes I would be near somebody and I even guessed their birthday. And I couldn't understand how I could guess their sign. But in retrospect, I realized that they were spinning. When you're born, you get imprinted with your astrology chart, which is essentially the entire universe, which includes all of the planets. And you carry that spinningness through your life. And some part of me was sensitive to that. And I could tell the way somebody's planet position interfaced with one of my planets and I could feel the energy in my body. And, uh, I mean, I couldn't do it with everybody, but people that had particular aspects to me, I could do it with. And, uh, it was kind of blowing my mind when I kept guessing their sign correctly. And in some cases, I guessed somebody's birthday because it had such a close relationship to a certain angle in my chart. And um, anybody else want to say anything? Well, this is Kaiser. I just want to say thank you, Vin, Terry, and the Elohim, because yesterday on the healing list, you send me a boost of uh, healing energy, and I feel so much better today. I also happen to have taken uh, ivermectin yesterday morning when I came out of bed. Couldn't believe I didn't think of it earlier because I've been sick for two weeks. Anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay. You know, Heis <laughs> gets so many things happen for him, and. You know, it's because one of the reasons is because he put himself quite some time ago in the middle of the energy. 
by volunteering. And um, and he was coming from a pure place. And, it, you know, I would guess if we use this, um, the ideas presented in this call of the spinningness, he, he connected a resonance with himself and the Elohim. So it was easy for him to have experiences and have them help help him and answer his requests. So it's been, it's been amazing. And I learned something from that, from watching eyes. And uh, anybody else want to say anything? Anybody have an experience of feeling the Elohim's energy? I don't know why we have a... Uh, why do we have an echo, Heist? I'm, I'm looking. I can. I think it's BBS. Not sure. Let me mute BBS. Muted. Hello. Are we good now? Yes, we're good now. Yeah. Yeah. We're about to go on to uh, our second hour on Monday, which is called Whole Planet he Healing, and. Um, it's where we actually are applying what they shared in that particular channeling where, where we create, how should we say, resonances all over our planet with things that are out of balance. And, and trying to make positive outcomes. And you know, the negative also does this. They, 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 it's one of the reasons they can succeed at all. They create resonances with things. And they do question. it by surreptitious ways. Who is that? I'm Ananda. Where do they get yes. the light to, to spin? Where do they get the lights to spin? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? Right. That's a, that's. I don't know how to answer that question. I. When, when we've talked about the creation of the universe, and we've talked about the one infinite creator and the original breakaways of the Elohim, I can't get an answer that I understand at this point of what they were composed of because they were not composed, at least as I understand it, they were not composed of anything physical. And uh, were they photons? Were they um, electrons? Were we were they atoms? What? Free will intention. Yeah, but that's not. I mean, it's hard to understand the composition of free will intention. 
So, um, it doesn't have a composition. No, I know. I know. But, you know, Dharmananda is asking, where did the light come from? It's and made of the intersection of two focuses of love intersecting. What? Does that make sense? <laughs> Dharmananda? No. <laughs> no. That's what I thought. Um, you know, there's more to this than can easily be understood by a conscious mind human in this realm. Okay? And we can get yeah. glimmers of it. And, uh, and I try to question and nail it down. And as much as I question them, there's still a area where it's, I can't quite comprehend it. In other yeah, words, the energy is somewhere. <laughs> we have a one infinite creator. And yeah. essentially, uh, the one infinite creator was nothing. And well, it, it was less than nothing. It was a void. A void, or, you know. But then there was intention. And intention can manipulate nothing. And then <laughs> nothing can become something. But something well, is even Well, you have free will. And then you yeah. have... Uh, a predisposition towards love. And then you have love intersecting with love, which gives light, which is similar to what they were saying today, where Mm -hmm. they uh, focus love towards you And when that love intersects with your energy, it produces light. And Bonnie did it. When uh, they were explaining it to Bonnie, Bonnie got out her cell phone and he took a picture and it produced pink light. This happened for Bonnie, right? Right. Yeah, I remember talking about it. Well, you know, without completely understanding it, there has been so much phenomena indicative of the reality of it. Okay, I mean, it goes beyond it goes beyond anything scientific, really. Yeah, it's mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in any case, we're going to go. Yeah, we're going to go to whole planet healing now. If you're on VBS, please, if you found what we talked about the least bit interesting, stay on the line because we're going to be applying some of that in a real world way using our intentions to shift 
the outcomes on our planet. And if you're here, you will end up helping your energy. So please stay on the line. And we're going to, it's another call that's on BBS radio. So we're going to hang up from this call. BBS is going to get on whole planet healing call. And um, all you have to do is just sit there. Unless you're just on a phone line, and then you have to call the whole planet healing number. But you probably already know that if you're on a phone line. And I, I should mention that we have about 2,000 of these conversations posted on a website on the Internet called the Spirit Channel. Dot net. The spirit channel dot net. And we also have the phone numbers for all of our calls posted there. A lot of things are posted there. And and these channelings are amazing. I mean the one today was particularly deep when it goes into spinningness and the creation of the universe. Many of the sessions are just wisdom about how to cope being in this realm. And uh, some people discover that website and they listen to all 2,000 things because it's kind of like the Alexandria Library with information about how everything works that has never been in this realm. So on that note, we're hanging up on this line, and our other line will be up in just a minute. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Eileen, would you like to say your name and location? You're on BBS, BBS. Radio. Yay! We are ready and we are live and welcome to Whole Planet Healing, everyone. To the listeners on BBS, thank you for being here. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Antonio. Terry. Hi, Jeannie again. Hi, Hi, Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi, Jeannie. Hi, 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 Marina. Hi. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. BBS is here. And everybody Hi, here. Nixon. Mm-hmm. Hi, Nixon. Hi, Nixon. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Sure. It's Gretchen from Mesa, Arizona. Hi, Gretchen. Hi, Gretchen. Welcome to Hope Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? But only if you want to. All right. Thank it's 705. The are off. Antonio, are we ready? We are ready. Wynn's not here. But he'll probably be here. Yes. Welcome, Kathleen. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hi, Antonio. Hi, everyone. Hi, Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. Hello. Hello. I'm happy I made it on in time. Yeah, finally got service. I don't, don't. Jinx it by even yeah. mentioning it. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. 
Hopefully it lasts through the whole call instead of for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think Vin, you're here, right? Yes. I'm here. Hi, Wayne. All right. And Jackie's here as well? Yep. yep. All right. Thank you so for the lovely message, Wynn. Thank you for Sorry. what? The lovely message. I appreciated it very much. Is that Kathleen? Yes. It's so nice to have you. Oh, thank you. It's so nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Wynn. I'll tell you something. Don't be you afraid to, to show up on this call when you're not feeling well. Oh, I haven't been afraid at all. It's been a matter of shitty service. Pardon the nastification of my words. But okay. yeah, I but I I show up when I can get on and sometimes it's after the announcements and things. So I, I pop in when I can, believe me. And I love you all and miss you all. And I'm lending energy all the time. So thank you very, very much. And thank you. All right. All right. Muted. Great. So when you want to start out and then hand it to Jackie? Yeah. Now, is Jennifer here? You talk about Jennifer or Judy? Jennifer. What I, um, I don't think I heard her. Unmuted. She was on the other Jennifer. call, I think. Yeah, yeah Jennifer, I, I didn't, you, I didn't you hear here? her announce herself. She sent me a text that she had to do a recital, okay? Ah. Her, her granddaughter was doing a recital. And uh, God, I haven't heard the word recital for such a long time. I think it's... <laughs> I think they only use it in elementary school, but it sounds like you're doing something impressive. All right. But in any case, so Jennifer's not here. So I will do the earthquakes as part of what I do somehow. Your visual Yeah. All right. The what? As part of your visualization at the end, right? Right, right, okay. right. Well, when uh, what about when uh, we give everybody a chance to place their concerns into the light? That usually happens well, just before the visualization, right? right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do that just as we always do it, okay? Oh, okay. Well, usually it's after Jennifer, so, okay. Yeah. Muted. Jackie, you're here? Yeah. All right. So Ben is going to get going, and it's still April 25th. The recording has started. This is April 25th, 2022. Everybody, everywhere, whole planet healing. And, you know, we just heard a replay of a call from 2015, and we were not doing whole planet healing in 2015. In fact, uh, I don't think we started that until this, I don't even remember when, 2018 maybe? You started in 2016 with Whole Planet Healing. We did, really. Okay. I, I remember I started it when Terry was in the hospital, I think. And just to keep momentum going. And 
you know, if you listen to the earlier call, and they were talking about spinning this and how the whole universe interfaces. And when we come together on this call, we are coming together bringing our own spinning energy to each other. It creates new frequencies, new potentials. Then the Elohim are on the call, creating their spinningness with our spinningness, which makes it strong. And sometimes we have miracles. That's why we do it. And the world needs miracles more now than it ever has in its history, as far as I can suss out. And it's like, it's got a format, and and you just follow along with the format. We read an excerpt from a channeling. We do a visualization for healing. People put things in the light. We call it in the light, and you'll see. And we do it every night. And on that note, I turn it over to Jackie. Thank you so much, Wynn. And, uh, yeah, I would also like to officially welcome all of the BBS radio listeners to our call. We really enjoy having you join us for this call because there is strength in numbers when it comes to healing the planet and trying to make positive changes on our earth, in our matrix. And this is why this call was developed. It's an open call, but those who consistently join this call are driven to be of service and want to make this world a better place. So tonight and every evening, the whole Planet Healing Call involves a collaboration of all of you who have joined us and our sources. These are the same ones you heard in the previous hour speaking to us through Terry Brown. Now, at the beginning of our call, we like to um, uh, have an invocation of protection, but we like to also suggest that you let go of any distractions from your day, you get comfortable, relax, become centered and grounded, and uh, let's gather and focus this elevated group energy and prepare to tackle and shift the issues that concern us tonight. So let's call in uh, Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who will recite our invocation repeating or requesting energetic protection for ourselves, this call, and this work, along with a shielding from any negative interference. Cecil? Thank you. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance including those on BBS radio and any any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light. 
and be transmuted for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group, a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. We co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. Well, at the beginning of this call, Winfrey and Terry Brown join us. And as you can imagine, they have gathered some amazing experiences and stories since they were contacted by the Elohim so many years ago. And they take this opportunity on our call to share some of their thoughts with us. So, Win, Terry, you're up. Thank you. Well, you know what? It, when, when we first started, it was like, wow, wow, and another wow. <laughs> and it's kind of like now. It's become commonplace. And it's not really commonplace, but the the planet looks different. Earth looks different. What happens on it looks different. And I see things in a much wider scope. This is one lifetime in many. Um, we're going through all this stuff on our planet now, and it's going to resolve however it resolves, but it'll resolve and life will move on. And some people say we're going to have a thousand years of peace. I don't know if that's true. I hope so. I hope we have a hundred thousand years of peace. But in any case, we have gotten the most extraordinary library of information. And if you were on BBS, you heard one little snippet of it. And, you know, if you keep listening, it will very likely change your life. Because there's a, a higher energy attached to those sessions and a wisdom and an understanding of how the universe works that's not available anywhere anywhere else that I know about. And on that note, the person who does all this channeling 
who you heard on that last audio is Terry Brown, and she's going to say a few words. Hi, everybody. You know, I wanted to tell you a little story about uh, something that happened to me. Um, We live in Sedona, and next door lived Frank and Esther. Frank loved birds, and he had 500 cameras, and he used to bird watch and take pictures. And Esther was really friendly. She came over uh, when we first moved here and introduced herself and everything. But then my tree, um, I I have a, a tree, and it was blowing leaves and branches onto her yard. And her yard was, like, perfect. And so she got mad at me. So um, I got it taken care of, got a landscaper, and got my tree under control. And then Esther died. And I went, they had an estate sale, and Frank wasn't there. But I went next door, and I went in the back in the sunshine. And um, Esther was sitting on a bench because I can see and talk to beings that have passed over because I can see their energy body. And so I went over to Esther and I wondered, you know, I wonder if she's still mad at me about uh, my tree. Uh, But, uh, well, here goes, I'll see. And so I said, hi, Esther. She said, hi, and she didn't seem mad. And so I said, what are you doing, Esther? She says, I'm waiting for Frank to come home. And I thought, oh, boy, I don't want to be the one to break the news to her. But uh, she needs to know. So I said, Frank's not coming home. And she said, Frank always comes home. And so... I thought, boy, you know, how do I explain this to Esther? And so I tried the best I could to explain, well, you went into a different state of being, and so nobody could see you now. And so Frank moved in with one of you guys' daughters. And uh, I was trying to struggle in how to say it because I didn't know if it was his daughter or her daughter or both their daughters. But anyway, I said, well, Frank went to live with uh, your da- one of your daughters. And uh, this was totally over her head. I mean... Uh, so she got up in a very friendly uh, way, and she said, I better go inside now and see what's going on there. And uh, so she walked in the house. But what I was thinking was, you know, when people die, people don't know they're there anymore. And they're, they're still there. They're still waiting for Frank to come home. Nobody has 
bothered to talk to her, explain to her what's going on. Frank didn't know to explain what's going on. He just moved out, and she's still waiting for him to come home. So it seems to me there's a whole lot of room here to work with people who have crossed over. Thank you. Thank you so much, Terry and Wynn. And Terry, what a fascinating story. You have a depth of experience that most of us have no idea about. <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing that. Now, yeah, she, never told, she never told me that story. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> a lot of stories yeah. I never tell. <laughs> <laughs> She's been sandbagging she, on us. She has all kinds of stories tucked away. <laughs> we will she wait has, for the reveal. She has a rich inner life, to say the least. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> now, but, speaking but, but of you a know, rich life. You know, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a quick story. Quick, quick, quick. You know, okay. you know Mimi, who was coming to our calls, had passed away, right? And she was Larry Tipper's wife, and um, and while she, she was coming to her, Mimi asked me for a reading when she was still alive, and she said, uh, "I would be, I would like to be born into a certain type of family. Can you tell me how to make my way to be born into that?" And uh. So, go ahead, man. And so Terry told her she had kind of a, a group, like a spiritual group, a religious group that she was involved with, and she wanted to be born into the family of that group. And uh, and then while she was trying to figure out how to survive, Joy was learning how to do these sessions on people, okay? And she was doing, um, what did she call it? Uh, Body and emotional. Body code. Body code. code. Yeah, right. Now, it's not really having to do with our sources directly, but she seemed to be having some success with it. And she did a couple sessions with Mimi, and then after Mimi died, Joy said, well, I think Mimi was in the house talking to me. And she said that she found a family and <laughs> she's going to be born into that family. And uh, and we asked the Elohim today. Um, 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 Joy wanted me to uh, double check with the Elohim if she wasn't, if that was real, you know? And the answer was, absolutely. <laughs> so, there we go. Go, That's go ahead. Great. Two fantastic stories. Thank you so much. <laughs> now, yeah. speaking of fantastic things, Terry, of course, who spoke to us, um, has brought forth the majority of the channeled conversations 
between the sources and win free that are archived on the spiritchannel.net. And I encourage everyone to go to that website and uh, see all that there is to discover there. I love um, Judy's term for it. It's a treasure trove. So um, I'm going to borrow that on occasion. Thank you, Judy. Now, next on our call, we join Bonnie from Corona, California. And Bonnie's familiar with the channeled messages archived on the Spirit Channel. And we have the benefit of hearing one of these messages or something from a compatible resource uh, read for us every evening. So, Bonnie, what do you have for us tonight? Hi, thank you. Well, first of all, I got to say, I am so honored to be doing this with all you very interesting, extraordinary people. And when uh, I've never heard anybody use that term, rich inner life, um, and so you surprised me there because that is something that I use myself to describe my rich inner life. So let's go on. We are going to read from a transcript. This call took place uh, October 27th, 2010. It was a Wednesday night question and answer call. And after wind calls in the light, we have a short greeting from Ra on through Terry before the first question. So Ra on then greets us. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. This is October 27th, 2010, or wherever you may be at whatever time you may be listening or reading the transcripts of this session. We are connecting with you wherever you may be in whatever timeline or whenever you may connect with this material. It is our joy and delight and our honor that we may serve you. Do you have questions? And when answers, yes. Our first question is asking, can you describe how you recognize each other since you don't have bodies? And how do you communicate with each other? Particularly, how does the raw group communicate with the Elohim group? And do you all speak the same language or many languages? And Ra on through Terry answers, thank you for your question. We communicate through telepathy and we communicate and can recognize each other through each one's energy signature. Every individual entity has an energy signature, and that is particularly their own. And this is the way you can recognize someone. In fact, if there is a false signal coming through, you can tell because the energy signature is not the same. The energy signature has within it different frequencies and harmonics that manifest in the giving 
of information or the appearance or the presenting of one individual, whether or not they have a body. If one has a body, then there are many more energies within the person as it is a mixture, but there is still one overall energy signature. When we communicate back and forth with the Elohim and then Ra and then individuals and Terry, the energy is presented in a, as a complete set of combination frequencies which has its own energy signature and is recognized by the other party. There is a translation unit within the Elohim of which we are part. We normally do not think in English. The closest earth language would be Sanskrit. However, we think in terms of mathematics when we are not connected with the earth grid. When one is matched and sharing energy space with another individual entity, then one can pick up the manifestation of the thought and can move it into one's own language. And when asked, just as a little addition to that, there are certain people uh, that often have the experience of having them pop into my mind and then they call. If that is that because we are leaning into a similar kind of communication, just the beginning stages of it in this realm, raw on. That is a very good example of getting an energy signature and recognizing who it is. We are looking at the different senses that are available, wherein one can recognize another being without their physical presence. One, one may be the sense of smell. One may have a distinct impression that someone is there as the person, the energy being may have a smell. This is usually connected with individuals who have lived in the third density and have lived within that density, taken into their being a memory sense of a certain smell. For instance, tobacco or spearmint or some distinctive smell. This is the beginning of communication when one senses at a distance. Wherein, when you become more advanced, you can put information on the line and share thoughts. And I found that fascinating. I'm going to turn it back to Jackie. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Bonnie. That was really interesting. I wonder how many people smell like chocolate when they cross over. <laughs> now, we usually join Jennifer next, but she's unable to be on the call tonight. So Wynn will relay reports of the current earthquake and volcanic activities on our planet 
during his guided visualization that will occur in just a few minutes. And uh, he will also address many of the other issues that concern us. But right now, phone lines are being unmuted, and you are invited to put your concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that the highest and greatest good for all be considered. And if you're listening to us on BBS radio or to a replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal concerns. And I'd like to thank you all for your contributions and your service tonight. Unmuted. Hey, this is Bonnie. And I would like to extend some gratitude to the water of the planet and ask the water to bless us with some rain on the west in the western United States. And I'd like to send some love and hope and laughter to all the children. And I'm asking for a balance of energies, a balance of the spiraling energies that are coming in from the Hunabku, the sun, our sources, uh, and hope to alleviate some of the extreme polarities that we're experiencing on the planet. Thank you. I would like to put into all, light, all of my players. I would like to ask for an extra uh, a focus be placed on the uh, maintenance of the world peace and full assistance and protection for children and animals of the planet at all times in every way for the highest greatest good. And I would like to ask for the stopping and reversing of all the effect of all of the negative uh, brain uh, rewiring uh, for uh, ever and ever. Thank you so much. And so it is. This is Kathleen, and I would like to ask to put into the light the life and the livelihood of all of our planet's trees, and that I may receive as much assistance in every way possible to plant one million trees before I leave this planet. And that is my desire and my greatest goal and will be my greatest accomplishment for the highest good of all and honoring free will. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. This is Terry and Sedona, and I would like to wish Elon Musk great success. And um, <laughs> I hope it's true that he was able to pull off the purchase of Twitter uh, to turn it into a free speech platform. Thank you. Did you hear that he bought it? Yep. Well, it was in the news you, today. How come you didn't tell me? That's wonderful. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I would this like to Roger. put all these... Go ahead, Roger. Yeah, this is Roger. I would join uh, Terry in uh, sending Elon the love light, and uh, he's going to have a lot of challenges, and... Uh, I think he'll do well. Thank you. Tom, Tom in San Jose, support and protection for Sidney Powell and Mike Lundell. Thank you. And I would like to put 
all these food processing plants that are having unusual and suspicious fires in the light. Uh, supposedly, there were 20, I think 20. And, uh, you know, it's pretty clear that there are negative forces on this planet that would like to screw everything up and to screw the availability of food up, okay? And I just ask that uh, however protection could be extended to stop that from happening, that it stop. Anyone else before we go into the final segment? Yes, this is Janie in Citrus Heights. I want to place the awakening of humanity into the light, and I ask the Elohim to support, assist in, and accelerate this awakening for as many humans on this earth as possible. I found something online that I want to share. It's a quotation that seemed extremely pertinent to our work here and to the awakening of humanity. This is it. Quote, you have been sleeping children lost within a dreamland of material perception, and few among you have made a valiant effort to lift your heads above the clouded seductions of your dreamscape. This will change. It must. For if you remain asleep, your dream shall become a nightmare within which you shall find yourselves imprisoned. The destiny of your race and your planet is now in your hands." Unquote. I found two attributions that seem to apply to this passage, and I know everyone will recognize one of them because the source was named as the Emerald Order of the Elohim. And at the end of this passage, it was stated that these were the final comments from the Guardian Alliance made in 1998 and found in Ashiana Dean's book, Voyagers, which Wynne was asked to read by the sources way back at the beginning of their communications with him. So thanks for indulging me. I really believe that these thoughts help to clarify the importance of our awakening and the importance of helping others to awaken. Thank you. Thank you, Jeannie. So, Wim, back to you. Muted. You know, on last, last night's, on Sunday morning's call, we, we, we never talked about the Guardians, and they talked about them and explained who they were. And uh, I almost was going to go through Ashiana Dean's book, Voyagers 2, which was an epic experience for me reading that. And when I was very first starting this journey, and they told me to read the book, and Daphne picked it up at a bookstore in Encinitas, and um, said they want me to read this. And it was kind of mind-blowing. And it was very interesting to hear more about the Guardians who were
part of the source of that book. Um, yesterday, yesterday morning. So what we're going to do is we are working, you know, in this realm, everything is very solid. But in even in the next realm up, everything is kind of mushy. You can just move everything around. You can be, a, you know, when you're in the astral and you think of going somewhere, you just think it and you show up. Once you get over the shock of being dead. Now, we're here and we're going to use that same idea. and We're going to think about places and go there while we're still in our bodies with our energy bodies. And and with the Elohim coming along with us in the Ra group, or however many they assign to our project, and we're going to um, travel around. First thing we're going to do is surround our entire planet. And we are going to project love light down from our vantage point to the surface of the planet. To lift the vibration wherever it's able to be lifted. And we focus for a moment on the humans who are service to others, on the children who are you, many millions of children today are crystal children and indigo children, the older ones, and they have a lot of access to higher energies. But it's still developing the wisdom of this realm and how to manipulate it and the discernment of what they trust and what they don't trust. And we just uh, support them in this process in the hope that as they get older, they really have some wisdom and understanding of how to make a difference. We go to the animals and pets, particularly the pets who help keep their owners' chakras open. We go to the trees and the plants and we see the light coming down coming into the top of all the plants moving through their bodies through their roots and into the earth and we just increase that flow and we go to the rocks, the minerals, and the crystals. 
who can hold frequencies of the higher realms in a very stable way, such as you may have noticed when you looked at a mountain and got a rush of energy. And we just increase that energy flow. And we go to the insects, the insects who are part of the balance of nature and ask for their continued survival, particularly like the bees, okay? And we go to the fish, the sea life, and the dolphins and the whales. Now we go through the surface of the earth into the interior of the earth, and we go into the earth's energy body, which is extends through the entire interior and through the through the through to the surface so that all life is contained within that energy body which is really who the earth is the earth has to process all this stuff we take a moment and we send healing energy to the earth We go to the energy waves that travel through the Earth and terminate in potential earthquakes and volcanoes. And we send calm energy. And now we're going to go to the surface. And I am going to do Jennifer's job. So I'm probably going to falter a little bit, but um, you know, there's two kinds of situations with earthquakes. There's the earthquakes that happened in the last 24 hours that could spread and become major earthquake areas. And then there's all these areas where there are potential earthquakes that where there are tectonic plates that are rubbing against each other that we don't have any um, notice of until something happens. And Jennifer usually goes on the earthquakes of today and I do the potentials for the future. And I'm going to try to integrate them right now and the first earthquake zone is called the Ring of Fire, which are the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, which goes up through Australia, New Zealand, New Guinea, 
um, China, Russia, Alaska, down Canada, the west coast of the United States, the west coast of South America. And we're going to send a column of light down into that whole area with calm energy. And to all the potentials there in particular. And then there are all these events that happened in the last 24 hours that were on the ring of fire. And let me go through them really quickly. Here we go. There's a 4.6 in the Fuji region, which looks like it's uh, a few hundred miles from Australia. And there is a 4.6, another one in Fuji. And then a 4.7. In Sola Latu, some island in between Fuji and Australia, 4.7 and 4.8 in New Guinea, and that's north of Australia, and 4.5 in Indonesia. And now we're going up the Asian coast, and there was a 4.5 in Taiwan. I don't see anything in Japan. I see a 4.3 on some islands. It's part of Russia. We go across this body of water, bordered on by Russia, Siberia, and we have a 4.2 in Chignik, Alaska. We have A 2.6 in Anchor Point, Alaska. And we see nothing down the coast of Western Canada. We do see something in 2.7 in Ferndale, California. And a 2.7 in Cloverdale, California. And if we go inland at that point, we see a 2.7 in Stanley, Idaho. 
and we go down into Mexico, we see a 4.4 in Santiago, Estara, Mexico. A 4.2 in Mexichapa, Nicaragua. And then there's a whole cluster of little quakes in Puerto Rico. And we continue southward, and we have one more quake on the Ring of Fire, which is a 3.7 in Chile. And there's a 2.5 in Hawaii. So again, we look at that whole earthquake zone and we send a column of light down, okay? And you know what? It's 7.55, we got five minutes and I'm gonna have to skip the rest of this for tonight of the earthquakes. We just mentioned them, the New Madrid area centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states the mid-Atlantic, down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and all the other possibilities, we send calm energy to all of them. We go to the other out-of-balance situations. We have um, the coronavirus, its mutations, and any other contagious pathogens that are active on our planet. We ask that they be rendered harmless and that the immune systems of humans are um, increased, and that the toxins in vaccines are rendered harmless. We ask for obstacles to the plots and plans of the negative, and we ask for the awareness of people to what's going on on our planet, the real truth of it beyond what the fake news and the MLM uh, the media are, are telling everybody. And we go to the awareness of humans, to the positive forces in the higher realms. We go to the people who suffer, and we send them Christ energy to have an opportunity to lift above their suffering. We go to the droughts and we ask for rain. We go to the governments of our planet. We ask for qualities of leadership that make people feel safe. like benevolence, like compassion, courage, wisdom, integrity, and ethics.
we go to those countries who are adversarial with each other and those groups and ask for the resolution of conflicts nonviolently and particularly we send the energy of peace to Ukraine and Russia for the resolution of the wars that's going on there. We go to um, interventions. We ask our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. And we ask that all toxic materials be transmuted and rendered harmless. In, in, in water, in food, in the air, and in medicines. Finally, we bring this energy back to ourselves. We see it flowing through the universe, through the solar system, and landing on our rooftop, where if we're comfortable, we can invite it into our home and uplift every cubic foot in the home we live in and transmute any negativity. And we can ask for this energy to move through our chakra system and open our chakras and expand our energies, activate our DNA, and release us from past life patterns that are still obstacles. And on that note, we are going to end the verbal part of this call and we're leaving the lines open on the phone line for people who would like to continue holding this energy. And if you're on BBS, thank you for being here. And you can learn more about our work on thespiritchannel.net, thespiritchannel.net. And we have 10 calls a week. We have amazing calls, amazing information. And check it out. Listen in. We'll see you all next time. This session is no longer being recorded.